podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Welcome once again to another match day edition of the Leeds Up Podcast. I'm James and today I'm joined by Andy. Hello mate, you alright? I'm good, thank you mate. International breaks over, of course I'm alright. Don't we discuss our head-to-head record, line-up, Paul's had a look through the opposition forums, we give our predictions for the game and then as always we'll have a chat afterwards with our immediate thoughts and feelings on the match. It's been a bit of a strange international break because you've got the joy of watching Calvin Phillips play three games in a row for England. He had more minutes than any other outfield player, which is brilliant. And then we also had the unfortunate loss of Peter Lorimer in that space of time. So it's been a funny few weeks since we last chatted. Yeah, it's been it's been really weird, hasn't it? It feels like it's gone on forever too, this international break, doesn't it? I feel like I've not watched Leeds in months, even though it's only been, what, two weeks, has it? Yeah, two weeks. Um, yeah, it's not been long at all, but really sad to see... Um, Peter Lorimer pass away. You know, like leg- the word legend always gets banded around like far too much, but there's a few that it's reserved for, and rightly so. And Peter Lorimer is one of them. He is a proper, proper Leeds legend, someone that you like, you know, Eddie Gray, Norman Hunter, etc. You just see around the club all the time, and it's really sad. And, you know, thoughts go out to his family and everyone that knows him at the club as well. It'll be really strange not seeing him before a game at Ellen Road, won't it? Yeah, really bizarre. And uh, yeah, there's so many things I'm looking forward to going back to Ellen Road, but then there'll be so many things that have changed and it'll just it'll just be odd. Okay, so head-to-head record, we've won 31, drawn 23 and lost 29. That's not that bad, actually. It's pretty, it's closer than I thought it'd be. We won with an 86th minute winner at the lane, uh, which became a bit of a late tale of their season. Uh, narrow defeats that have led to a, a well, a shocking really. I mean, they're, they're rooted to the bottom and I had a look a minute ago and, and West Brom were beating Chelsea. So the, <laughs> this game for Sheffield United is a, is a must win unlucky. West, West Brom are beating Chelsea at Chelsea? <laughs> yeah, I think Chelsea are down to 10 men. Bloody hell, what a world we're living in at the minute, eh? One of our mates um, who we've mentioned before, Andy, he's a, he's a Sheffield United fan. And he, and well, he yeah, loved... no, no, I'm not. <laughs> and he absolutely loves telling, talking to us about how many injuries Sheffield United have got. He's, he's full of excuses all the time. To be fair, they do have quite a lot of injuries and all three centre-backs are out. And uh, of course... Sounds that... like Leeds. You just need to adapt, don't you? you got a lot of guff. That's exactly what I said to him. I said, you know, you've got to think we've had our right back playing at centre back and we've had an under 23s player that's needed to step up this season because the two main signings that we've had have, have been out in a lot of the seasons. So, and of course, Sheffield United no longer have that Muppet at the helm, Chris Wilder. So, uh, yeah, so, something feels good about playing Sheffield United today. I fancy us to absolutely trounce them. Well, we'll come on to that anyway. Yeah, do you know what's got some good news? I always want some good news. Come on. We've uh, one of our good friends and avid listener of the pod has become a father. Lee Sessions and Martin Sessions, they've had their baby and guess what they've called him? Andy. Nearly Lucas. Properly. Yes, congratulations guys and all the best to you. So back back to this as well. Matthew actually through this great little anecdote and so Jag Yelka, because of all Sheffield United's injuries, might play today. He's 38. But Peter Lorimer made his debut alongside John Charles and his final appearance alongside Terry Phelan, whose last appearance was with Sheffield United alongside Phil Jagielka. How weird is that? Six degrees of separation or whatever they say. I need to like think that one through. That's, that's blagged my little tiny beard. 
Okay, so Paul's been scouting the forums, and uh, here's what he's plucked out. With our present form, an away draw against anyone would be a good result right now. Just hope we hold our own, and that either VAR or a dodgy ref don't do us too much harm. As for the weedy boys, <laughs> weedy boys, living on their last century's glories, who are you? God, they they are a weird and deluded bunch, aren't they? They're just horrible. I know it sounds like daft, and you don't want... I, I like it when clubs hate us and other fans dislike Leeds I love it but there's just delusions there like you say and so old fans who are digging into Calvin who's been probably the best England player in those three games and oh I don't deserve to be there don't deserve to be playing what planet do these people live on just because it's Leeds it's mad isn't it one of the things I do love as well is and it and it makes me feel good is uh Again, Matthew pointed out recently, he said, imagine being a Sheffield United fan and realising that Chris Wilder is the best manager that you'll ever get. And it's, uh, it is true. It's true. It's embarrassing. Yeah. Oh, Team News is in, Andy. We're re- we're close to kickoff, so recording this. So yeah, Team News is in. Who do you reckon? I reckon Melier's in sticks. Do you know what? I reckon he might have gone unchanged. You're trying to work it out if it's been unchanged, aren't you? Two weeks have passed, mate. I've eaten a lot since then and forgotten a lot. <laughs> Uh, Melier, Ailing, Lorente, Cooper, Alioski, Phillips, Dallas, Harrison, Rafinha, Roberts, Bamford. We've got our captain back. Who's back on Twitter? Who's back on Twitter? Joe Bedford's back. Is she? What a wonderful, wonderful lady. Yeah, it's good to have her back and we've got some decent uh, referee stats now. Uh, the referee for the Sheffield United game today will be Oxford-born Swindon fan Graham Scott. He was the fourth official for our way loss at West Ham, but hasn't refereed us since February 2018. 4-1 away loss to Cardiff City. Oh no, that was a bloody awful game. Yeah, I can't remember it to be honest. I've forgotten but- all those days. Any loss, I delete. Right, predictions. You hinted at it earlier. You th- you thought we were gonna we could annihilate them in this one. Go on. Three nil. Three nil. That confident. Yeah, easy pickings today. Any thoughts on why? Paul Eckenbottom, uh, uh, bless him. He's he's not a Premier League manager. <laughs> bless him. It's not bless a Premier League him. manager, is it? I, I love that. Bless him. Like so you know, patronising it. Bless him. Oh well, it's. It... <laughs> Oh, that's cute. They've given him a, they've given him a job as manager again. Oh, that's lovely. Well, I was all ready to come on here and slag him off, and then I've seen how humble Marcelo is, and he said uh, that everyone's got a real good good stuff to say about him, really, haven't they? And that he's he essentially had the foundations of the team that Bielsa took on and turned into bastard will be, isn't he? So yeah, but Heckingbottom didn't do anything with that team. He made them worse. So there's nothing to be humble about. It's just Ma- Marcelo Bielsa being a nice guy. Well, I think he's the best bloke on the planet. So yeah. I just think we'll smash him. Heckingbottom's not a Premier League manager. They're all missing that salty-faced div, aren't they? So I don't think they want to play for him. I don't even know if they're playing for contracts or what. I think a few of them will go. I think they could be in for a real torrid bit of turmoil, them lot. And I'd love to see it. And on the other side of that coin, you would say that there's a few Leeds players that are, A, wanting to break through, you know, get some performances under their belt. And, you know, players like Roberts that we've talked about in recent games, he wants to stay at Leeds. He wants to prove himself and he's getting a consistent chance at the moment to to try and prove himself. So you got to think like, you know, we may be safe, but there's a real big opportunity for, for some players to push on and sort of mark themselves as, as being part of Leeds United next season. So, yeah, I think you're right. I think I think we'll go for it. And I can I can see a, a, a good scoreline here. I'm going to say, I'm going to say 4-1. Yeah, I'm going to go 
You think they'll score? I think we will let a goal in somehow. <laughs> I was with, I was with a Sheffield United fan yesterday. Interestingly, I said to him like. You've just spent a load of money on a load of bang average crap. Only about this is going to bite us in the arse. Only about Bernie's going to score a trick now and it's going to be 9-0 to Sheffield United. But how's he 20 million or whatever you are? Ryan Brewster, there's a player in there somewhere, but not a record signing of 25 million quid. I know we got lucky with Rafinha. If you look at that money for what you've got there, you've got a world-class player. Even to a centre-halves with signed Cockler, aren't they? They're world-class defenders. Well, and they've just signed crap. That's what I was going to say as well. Is you can't you can't forget Lorente and Cock, but also Rodrigo. You think you know we've not we've not taken punts on players, have we? We've signed proven, decent, quality internationals, and that is the lure of Leeds United. It's the lure of Marcelo Bielsa. You've got to be forever grateful for the position that we find ourselves in at the minute, and hopefully next season there's a real chance for us to properly properly kick on. And it's exciting. Yeah, especially when we're just waltzing through Europe, chilling at the same time. <laughs> so, go on then. Tell me a word, James. Uh, I'm going to go... Oh, God. I'm always rubbish at this, but I'm going to say slice because we're going to oh. slice the blades in two. That doesn't make any sense. It kind of does, but you know what I mean? Cut them to bits and it's going to be a, gr- a great day for us. I'm just glad football's back. Proper football. Leeds United football. What about you? Lethargic. Why is that, Andy? Is it time to own up? Well, I'm just feeling a bit lethargic. I'm hoping that Sheffield United are lethargic. I hope Leeds United are lethargic. <laughs> oh, dear. Right, good stuff. Well, we'll be back after the game uh, to chew it all over, see how we've done, and hopefully it's uh, something positive to talk about, or a lot of positives to talk about. We'll see you soon. Welcome back. It's finished. We've beat the Blades. Not as convincingly as we thought in the first half, Andy, but still pretty convincing based on performance rather than scoreline. I I don't want to sound like a negative Nancy, but it was a pretty blunt performance against the Blunts, I I thought. We we looked very, very good, but we just didn't look like we were going to score loads. It almost looked like a training game. There was a lot of beautiful tricks, flicks and... Nice build-up play, but not enough penetration. It felt like there was a lot of shots from us, and there was when you look at the stats, but a lot of players thinking, yeah, do you know what? We're safe now. I might just have a shot from here. <laughs> their, their keeper was outstanding today. I, I, I laughed my head off when they re-signed him. Because didn't they sell him for a million quid and then signed him for like 20-odd million, and he's like seven or something. But yeah, he had a world here today, to be fair to him. I enjoyed... Um, the commentary from McCoyston Drury, uh, it, fe- it felt like it was very much a celebration of Leeds United and Marcelo Bielsa and our exciting brand of football. And you just know that any Sheffield United fan listening to that and hearing it against their rivals would just absolutely hate it. It was brilliant. Yeah, Spud said that. Spud said his man of the match were Drury and McCoyst. But <laughs> I had to tell him, McCoyst, I don't know if he'd been on, what is it? What is it? We used to sponsor Rangers, Tenants, is it? Scottish. McEwans. Yeah, maybe. I think he might have had a few of them because he kept getting all players' names wrong. He, <laughs> he kept he kept uh, calling Alioski Jack Harrison. He kept calling Roberts Phillips and he was just a bit all over the shop. But it was actually a really enjoyable listen for once. The only thing I would say on that, my good friend James, 
I just like it when people hate us. I just think we need a couple of nasty bastards in the middle just to kick people. I love, I love all niceness and how, how, what a lovely bloke Calvin is. But I just want to see someone just two-foot somebody and get a bit of fire going. Well, you in this day and age, you would think that a two-footed challenge wouldn't go down so well because of VAR. And I know we're jumping ahead a bit, but Baldock, that was a two-footed challenge, wasn't it? Yeah, it was filthy. I'm surprised he didn't pop the bloody ball. And when you watch it back as well, it's not surprising that he was concussed because his head absolutely slammed off the floor. And it's also lucky that Tyler Roberts didn't break his bloody neck, poor guy. Yeah, and that's when their keeper made a class save as well, isn't it? But in, in, in hindsight, he should have pulled, the ref should have pulled it back once it's gone wide, shouldn't he? Give yeah. a free kick and sent that dirty lad off. Look, hope he's all right. It's not, it's not nice when you bang your Swede, is it? But they were, they were easier booking at least, but they didn't even talk about it, did they? No, it was uh, the our first goal was good though, wasn't it? It was classic um, winning the ball back in their half. Stuart Dallas putting the pressure on, just brilliant. And Rafinha's feet, ah, oh, mate, running out of superlatives. I saw a few people sort of saying, ah, oh, you know, sometimes he does the fancy flick when he should just play it easy, and I think you just have to take that with him because there's a lot of the time where you think there's absolutely nothing on, and then he'll he'll do a little flick or he'll he'll drop a shoulder and, and nip past someone very quickly and you've just got to accept that part of his game I think and um, yeah I think every time we well every time they lost the ball in our half we just broke so quickly up the field and we just looked so dangerous and it, it is weird looking back on it that it only finished 2-1 because we were smothering them I just didn't feel that we we, we left them in it we left them dangling didn't we a little carrot for them to get involved and it could have easily been 2 all. sadly in the end we just weren't ruthless enough. As I say, I feel it was a bit of a training exercise. And like you said then about Rafinha, about flicks and tricks, there were loads of it going on. And, mate, it was bloody lovely because it was all coming off and it was nice. But I'm kind of thinking, sometimes just put your foot through the thing and put it in the net. Yeah, it did feel like we could have gone for more, especially in that first half. Um, yeah, 100% agree with that. You talk about sort of dirty players on the pitch, you know, or wanting someone who's a bit more aggressive. McBurney's that for them, but that's all he really has, isn't it? Yeah, he's awful. <laughs> that's yeah, that's not fair. He's obviously a decent footballer. He's better than me. He gets paid a lot of money to do it. What did you think to their goal? I thought we'd just give it away too easily just from fanning about of it. So it yeah. was. He should have buried it, McBurney. He's got... The goal's actually quite fortuitous because he's... Because he's had a crap shot that Melier saved and pushed back that Osborne to an empty net, basically, isn't it? But he should have never got to a point where they got anywhere near it because we were absolutely dominating them. It was it were crazy. But just no one I don't say no one wanted to score, but it were like looking for a perfect goal, wasn't it? Yeah, and it doesn't always exist, does it? And the other thing as well is that you know you concede before the end of the first half. And you flash back to all the times where it's happened before, don't you? And you think, oh, God, here we go. But luckily, you know, or not luckily, you know, they came out of the blocks in the second half um, ready and up for it, which was really good. Got a nice early goal, which was brilliant as well. Yeah, awesome finish. I've always liked Jagielka. <laughs> well, we gave uh, Jagielka some uh, some decent airtime in the first half of this podcast. And uh, in the second half of this podcast, he's going to get some more. Lives up to the hype, mate. Do you know what? I was texting my Sheffield United mate before I joined the game. Jack Yelka's had a really good career. He's had yeah, a he really is. good career, but he's about 80 now. He's one of the ones where you just need to know that's enough. Go out when you're on top. Don't go out getting relegated with your hometown club. 
What did you think as well to a certain Marcelo Bielsa's haircut? Lockdowns, add him on it. Who do you reckon did it? Do you reckon it was like his interpreter dude? And how disrespectful is that? What's his interpreter dude called? <laughs> That's a good question. But I'm, I was kind of thinking Tuesday, he probably thought, oh God, it's 20 degrees. Why is it 20 degrees in, in Weatherby? <laughs> He's like, I've had enough. <laughs> Shaved it off himself, I think. And then, you know, two days later, it's back to four degrees or whatever, and he's regretting shaving his head. Leads up. Yeah, I love Marcelo. Can't, can't wait to see him in the flesh again. Cannot wait. Who is your man of the match? This is like, I sound like I'm bagging on the performance, but we, we were class today. It, it just is one of them games that's going to be very for, like, forgetful, and it? it's not going to be memorable. But there was a few really good standout performers. I'm going to obviously give a nod to... Stuart Dallas, who got man of the match from commentators, I thought he was everywhere. His intensity was great. I thought he should have scored at least one. That one he's pulled, like, dragged it wide at the end. It's like, come on, just kill the game off. Let's have it done. Um, I thought Tyler Roberts was fantastic again. I thought, I thought he's actually starting now to look like the player that has all that potential to get spoken about highly. But my man of the match is Diego Llorente. Geezer's just Rolls Royce. He's like the Spanish Ben White. For me, it was Lorente all the way as well. Uh, I, couldn't yeah. I, I couldn't agree more. And, you know, it's funny that you mentioned Ben White because when he sort of strides out the box, you do think of Ben White, don't you? And uh, and uh, But, yeah, Ben White is looking like, dare I say it, a distant memory now because, you know, you have got Lorente starting to fire. And, and, you know, to be fair, it's taken the whole season to get to this point because he's had, he's had some bad luck, hasn't he, with injuries, and that must be frustrating. And, yeah, we're starting to see his, his worth and his class now. And... Uh, yeah, he was brilliant today. Really, really good. I think he even uh, tidied up like a really sloppy ball from Rafinha, didn't he? And which could have put us in a lot of trouble, which was fairly late in the game. And he, and he it was that sort of last ditch tackle, but it was perfect. And yeah, aside from that, just brilliant all game. Gaze found himself up right wing at one point too, didn't he? Loves it. Loves it. I'm... I bet. I bet Ali McCoy didn't know what name to say then, did he? <laughs> Unbelievable. He also is, they were waxing lyrical about it in commentary for one thing that I thought was dodgy, but they were going, oh, that is a superb defensive edit. And he's like, edit it. He's like, I can't even describe it. It was that good. But I'm thinking, hang on, all he's done there is knock it directly into play for them. You know, when they whipped in a corner across where it was, he's, he's edited it out. Brilliant defensive clearance, but it's banging to flipping danger zone. I'm thinking, why are you going mad for that? It was it good, but anyway, that's why I'm not a professional footballer and I sit on a sofa. Well, well done, Diego Lorente, anyway, because, you know... I thought you were saying well done me for sitting on a sofa. <laughs> well, well done to him, you know. I, I still remember a few weeks ago uh, where he's, he lost his man. Where was it? On the corner and everyone was sort of... Even Paul was having a laugh at him. West Ham, on it? West Ham, that's it. The zigzag marking on the corner and he was getting a lot of stick and I think it's great. You know, it was it was obvious that the the level of performances in him, we just haven't seen it yet and it was great to see it. Yeah, boy. Like it. Like it a lot. Right, we're going to close this out. I can't believe another match day's been and gone. I've been looking forward to it for the last two weeks. You need to get out more. I know I do need to get out more. But, but you can't stay at home, save lives, protect the NHS. <laughs> not long, not long. And we'll be back in a gazebo near you, won't we? Hopefully, please. Yeah, I think we, should, we can hang out now in a gazebo, can't we? That's like a legit thing. Brilliant. It just, just hasn't panned it set out this way at the minute, has it? But we'll, uh, we'll, we'll get it, we'll get it. Great. So we're going to be back together watching the football soon. 
What is your final word, Andy? Lethargic. <laughs> Not again. I just want to go bed, mate. Andy's been drinking a lot this weekend, but I don't think he wanted to talk about it. We could talk about it. I ain't bothered. 23 Coronas. 23, Andy. Yeah. It's weird that I had 24. I just didn't get around to the last one. But yeah, I'm uh, I'm tired and I'm going to get a Chinese. I'm going to go to bed. So um, unless you're editing this, you might never hear this, fans, because I'm not <laughs> doing it tonight. <laughs> oh, dear. And my word is, simply put, pleased. Very pleased that we managed to beat Sheffield United. And it was... At the end of the day, it was convincing. It was a convincing victory where they didn't really put us under a lot of pressure. And I am just pleased that we can watch Leeds again. The international break's all right, and I enjoy it. Even more so now we've got a Leeds player in there. But the the football, the quality of football is just a bit boring, isn't it? Right, it's cuff. International football's horrible unless it's a tournament. It just uh, feels like safe all the time, doesn't it? We want swashbuckling Marcelo Bielsa football. Yeah, but we're blessed, aren't we? We're exactly, we are blessed. Yeah, go back on your word, pleased. I'll kind of wrap this up quick. It's really pleasing that we actually saw it out because it could have been such a different story if they'd nicked that second goal, could it? And it would have been nicking it, but they came into it towards the end, man. Tell you, tell you, they came back into it. So pleased, as you say, that we've done it. Who's next and when is it? Well, it's an easy one. Our next game, Andrew, who do you think it is? Oh, is this when we play Man City? Yeah. Is it what I like about that? My favourite thing, Guardiola said that it's the worst game that they could have in between a Champions League tie. I mean, they've got Champions League on Tuesday or Wednesday or whatever, then they've got us, and then they've got other leg at Champions League, and he said that is the worst game you want in between. He said he couldn't have picked a worse game. How good's that? It, you, you get it, don't you? You just completely get it because you know we'll be relentless. You know all the players will be well up for it. And uh, yeah, you know, even if it turns out to be a mad scoreline against us, it'll still be entertaining. We'll still play the same style of football that we always play, which is what we crave and what we can't wait to see in, in person again. How good was it last bit to see Coops back in after his little uh, little absence? Yeah, he's brilliant. And y- you you sort of forget, don't you, that he has been out because he just slots back in like effortlessly, doesn't he? He's, he's a, a really, a really rate Cooper. I think he's done so well. You know, a lot of people would have put a question mark on his head of whether he could do it in the Premier League, and he and he's been just really good. I'm, and I'm dead chuffed for him because he's a, a decent bloke. Yeah, Defo felt a bit sorry for Strike. I don't think he did much wrong, but Giza's just only stripes in it. He'll be he'll be around the club for years to so come out for him. I hope so, because he's a, a great, great player as well. Yeah, he's got an exciting future and he's got nothing to worry about. Got a massive head, hasn't he? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think that's us now, isn't it? <laughs> that is definitely us. We'll see you after the Man City game. Have a great week, everyone. See you soon. Podcast Network.